Hi, and welcome back to The Vaulting Pod. Today, I'm going to talk with Kylan Gafuri. Well, and you are on The Vaulting Pod today because you reached out to me, which is super fun and awesome. I think so. And um, everybody's welcome to do that. <laughs> well, yeah. but tell me a little bit about you. So I've been vaulting for three years now. Um, I was a gymnast for 10 years, and then I also grew up riding horses. So I, um, we found a vaulting team. I vaulted with Blake Dahlgren for a while, or for about a year at Trot. And then I stopped vaulting because I had to choose between horseback riding, gymnastics, and vaulting. So oh, what I a shame. You want to do everything, right? <laughs> yeah, kind of sad. But then I um, stopped riding because gymnastics became such a, like, I don't know the word for it, but it became so demanding of my time. So I was doing about 20 hours a week. Wow. Just training. Yeah. And so then I got a little burnt out of it. It was a little bit too hard for me and it was a lot and I didn't have time to spend time with family or travel or any of that. So then I decided to stop gymnastics and start vaulting again and then started competing and then continued training. And then here I am now. Well, that is a really interesting story because I mean, just recently about Simone Biles in the Olympics that has talked about mental, um, not maybe not issues, but putting is putting a lot of strength on somebody who is competing active in gymnastics and doing gymnastics as a sport. And well, did, you did 20 hours a week gymnastics. That is almost like three hours a day or did how many days did you do? I think I did four hour days and then I would do private lessons on the side. Wow. And so it added up to be around 16 to 20 hours a week, depending how many privates I did. And you did go to school at the same time? I did. So oh. I did half online and then half in normal school, but I would be pulled out um, frequently for gymnastics. And it was just too much. It was too much for school. And then on my body, my body was definitely, I mean, I was like 10 and 11 so yeah well that yeah. that sounds awful I think because you should still be a person and and develop a, a life with like social social part as you said with family and friends and also the part of education because yeah I mean the body is capable of a limit of training every day so wow exactly it's very It, interesting I, I love gymnastics but also I got to the point where things started to scare me especially on beam. I had a big fear of it. And so <laughs> I just decided that at that time, it was time for me to move on from gymnastics. And I started getting to the point where I didn't really want to go because it would be such long days and it was just consistent hard training all the time. So then I decided to start vaulting and we have our own horses. So I kind of make my own schedule. Oh my God, that's so nice. How many vaulting yeah. horses do you have? We have two vaulting horses that I vault on frequently and then we have three other horses that are I can possibly vault on but one of them's super old and I don't vault on anymore <laughs> well it sounds like maybe a beginner's horse for walk and maybe yeah. trot or something yeah we have a little tiny tot that I coach and we put oh, on him that's nice do you have yeah. um so you give vaulting lessons as well yes just a little bit we have like four people that I coach uh-huh in total Yeah. yeah, so they're individual vaulters or? Yes, they are individual vaulters. We haven't tried any pot de team yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, it takes a lot to do that, both for the horse and exactly. for the vaulters, of course. And how do you feel that you're now like only vaulting? I mean, of course, you're doing gymnastics still in some part because vaulting is gymnastics too. Yeah. But But how does it feel to have changed your direction now? I love it. I love having the freedom of like kind of making my own schedule and then also my mom lunges for me. So it's like a whole group and then my sister comes down and vaults and then like my dad will come watch. So it's a whole different environment and it's so much more fun and we turn on like oldies music and just have a blast. Like I'll be singing and dancing on the horse and it's like, yeah. So it's definitely a whole different dynamic but I love it so much more. It's so fun you said dancing on a horse because that is like for me the essence of vaulting when, when like my my goal picture in my head I want it to look that smooth so it is like a dance and that you can yeah. move to the music and just feel it together with the beat of the horse I think that is so awesome when you can do that 
Yeah. Well, it's definitely yeah. all about having fun for me. It's, I never want to push myself to the limit of where my body is too like physically being used, but I just love to have a blast. And if I need a break, I'll take a break. That's so good. More people should do that. And I love that you say that because you're still quite young. I mean, compared to, to maybe 30 or something. And, um, to, to be able to already know that you should not push yourself. Yeah, that's what, um, usually after the competition season, I take a month or two off of training and competing yeah. super hard because there's such back-to-back competitions and I'm training really hard. But after Worlds, I came back and I was really determined to get some new moves. So I went straight back into training, but <laughs> it's just fun. It's not for competing right now. And yeah, because yeah, you went to Europe quite recently. Yes. So you were in Le Mans? Yes, I was. Oh, tell me about that. <laughs> it was crazy. I didn't I didn't think I was gonna make it this year. It was very I fell off a lot competing. So I it was very up in the air on who they were going to choose for the US to compete. So they chose me. I'm very happy about that. And then we went to Europe. We went to Ninka de Wolf's first. For training and I used Christmas so we vaulted on him and I went with the Pacific Coast team with Daniel and Jeffrey yeah and we stayed there for a while and then we went to Le Mans and it's just it's crazy and it's crazy to get to watch your absolute idols compete that was a big thing for me <laughs> and like them also being there watching you that was even crazier <laughs> <laughs> wow and how was the feeling at the competition arena I heard it's one of the nicerest Uh, or the nicer ones from the CVIs. A lot of people like that. It. It's gorgeous. The entire facility is just beautiful, and it's really bright in California. So just going to Europe in general is just so green, and it's really ah, pretty. Yeah. Did you feel it was colder, or was it like the same? Well, it's like a hundred and ten degrees. I'm not sure what that is in Celsius, but really hot. Um. So it was definitely cooler there. And then I guess it was one of the like colder years in Le Mans. So it wasn't super hot, which was nice. One day it did rain while we were competing, but. Well, 110 is, is quite a lot. It's 43 degrees. I mean, we sweet, we think over 30 is already very hard <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Celsius. So yeah, ah, uh, yeah, the arena is quite warm there, I heard. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't terrible, though, because also I competed in the morning, so it was pretty good. Oh, nice. What did you think was the most fun with the competition? Definitely. So I don't know if you saw my Instagram, but we did the hat and glasses for a TikTok of all the vaulters that we like found. Yeah. So that was definitely, I met so many people, and it was a blast doing that and meeting everybody, and then also running it, of course. But aside from like the actual competing part, it was definitely meeting everybody and just getting to know everybody and talking to people and seeing their experiences with vaulting and how they felt about how they competed and stuff. Yeah, I think I can totally agree with you on that. I went to my first international competition in June and I really liked to just... Just in between the competitions, when you are not, you you don't have to do anything. Like, okay, the horse is taken care of at the moment, and you are taken care of at the moment. You have been, maybe you have had a shower, you change your clothes, and you're quite like, okay, I had my food, I'm happy now. Just walk around and talk to people about vaulting. I mean, it's just awesome. <laughs> yeah. And it's crazy because I definitely like people the like Mona and Quentin and all of them they're insanely good vaulters and I was definitely very like intimidated to talk to them but they're like the nicest people ever yeah and it's really funny because they're just they're so nice and you're just so like they're your idols <laughs> well I think that is the special with our sport I mean of course I I believe that I don't think that there is any sport where people, maybe football players, I have no idea, who are like arrogant in any way when they're like a celebrity. But since our sport is still so small compared to other sports and also not so very well known internationally and or in, in our countries, I mean, even in Germany, when I talk to some German people's people, I um when I say I do vaulting, uh, they're just like, oh my God, what is that? So, I mean, vaulting is... 
um, it, in Germany, the vaulting is the biggest sport. I mean, not like the biggest sport compared to others. I just mean yeah. when it compared to other countries, vaulting is biggest in Germany. So when when there are people not knowing about vaulting in Germany, which they are, it it says to me that yeah our sport is still not very big and I mean that when the sport is not very big I think people are more fami fam family family with each other like yeah it's like you can talk to them and you don't have to know them they're all they're so nice and it's just it's super cool that nobody is like a football player and arrogant because, <laughs> yes <laughs> because then you just like are talking to them and you're like wow they're so nice they're like so helpful and It's just so cool. I love the environment of competitions and especially meeting new people. <laughs> and how do, did it feel to compete for you? It was honestly, I was almost in tears <laughs> because yeah. I worked really hard to get here. And also it's just um, an atmosphere like with my mom, my own horse, my sister, that it's like we all worked so hard to get where we were. And it was like, Just, I don't even know how to explain the feeling. It was amazing. So you were able to bring your own horse? I did not. I competed oh, no. on Christmas. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I it's just, just thinking it. about how everybody helped to get me to where I was. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, yeah. And I really did not expect to make it this year. So. And tell me, how does it feel to compete on a different horse? I mean, have you been vaulting on Christmas before you came to Europe? No, so I, we flew over July 8th, and then we went to Amsterdam for a while, and then we went to go see Christmas on the 12th, and then we tried a bunch of different other horses, and Christmas I liked the best. It was definitely weird, the movement, I, my horse at home, Rotario, is super slow, and like doesn't have a lot of lift, and so it was completely different, but it's definitely different. I... Because yeah. also, I'm so used to Rotario because I train on him all the time. Yeah. I take him to competitions. I also ride him a lot. So going on Christmas, it was definitely different because I'm used to doing everything um, and not having, like, grooms. My mom and I usually, like, we braid. Oh, yeah. We, yeah. So definitely a complete different type of atmosphere going on a different horse. But it was super cool going on a different horse and just being with a whole different team and experiencing that and having so many people supporting you and getting to know everybody also was great. And did you feel you were able to um, show what you can, what you learned on your horse at home? I mean, since you were boring horse? Um, I definitely wasn't as comfortable, I would say, on Christmas. I was super comfortable and felt I could do everything, but... On Rotario, the horse at home, he, I'm very just like, I'll do anything and I don't have to really think about doing it on him. Where Christmas, I was still getting used to his movement at like inside the competition arena. So I was kind of like, okay, I'm going to just play things a little bit safer than yeah. kind of throwing it and knowing how like Rotario would react to it or you know what I mean? Yeah, because I, I think that is so interesting to talk with you about because uh, obviously the Americans, <laughs> as you, are more used to, to do that, that in that way when you start to compete internationally. Um, in Europe, it's closer to horses and usually you have clubs when you take the horse from the club with you. Um, I am not in the position like that because my, my competition horse lives far away from me. Which is not unusual for uh, the U.S., but for Sweden it is, definitely. They look at me with big eyes when I say I, I travel three to four hours to my competition horse twice a month because I, I it's too much to do it, like, every week. Um, yeah. uh, you, you need to have a lot of money to do that, too, and, and time, obviously. Exactly. And, I mean, I'm traveling every week and would really take um, all my energy for me. So, so, yeah, that's why I have a simulator, so it keeps me going in between. Yeah. But... Um, I think that is something that we are not so used to to have in in the in Europe as you have in the US. And for me, you are an even greater vaulter to being able to do that because I mean, you it, it's so much about the trust, as you say, you don't know exactly how the horse will react and in a competition circle it's a different environment. There's so much that could go wrong, and yeah, it obviously, obviously is it does too. But but 
yeah, it takes a lot of balls to do that, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's what definitely I, I trusted Christmas a lot. But I mean, I know every single movement that Rotario would do. Yes. So like, if he spooks, I know exactly how he would spook. In Christmas is the most like most down to earth like chill horse ever, but he never spooks. Which honestly, it freaked me out more that he like didn't spook ever with me <laughs> because I just didn't know how he would react. So it would be like different. But I also completely trusted him. It's just completely knowing every single movement of Rotario versus not knowing everything about Christmas and not having the, like, a really long time to train on him and get to know him. It was, I think, a week and a half by the time we chose our horses. Yeah, that's really not a lot. I mean, if you would say to a dressage trainer on a Grand Prix level, well, please, could you change the horse now? I have one here for you. You can ride it one time. (laughs) I mean, they would never do that. Yeah. I mean, they could if they're good riders, I guess, but (laughs) it's still about the connection because horses are individuals like humans. I mean, they have the preferences too. and Yeah, and also the horse knowing you because new routine for the horse, new, like, different amount of weight and different moves. I mean, I don't have super crazy moves in my routine, but I know definitely people come up with their own signature moves and it's different for the horse and you just don't know how they'll react. Yeah, and also, I guess something that that we don't often talk about in in these kind of settings or, or I have not been discussing it very much with other people but uh, the different handles I mean are you used to having different kind of handles or do you always have one kind of handle that is also something that will make you perform in different ways yeah so I took my handles over to Europe with me very smart but, girl. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, but then actually um, Christmas was wider and we didn't want to have to completely change it and bend it in different ways. Yes. And so we ended up using the different handles. And at first I almost didn't choose Christmas because of not having my handles. Yeah. But then I was like, I think it would be better to go on him than Icarus was my other choice because Icarus was a bit faster than him and I wasn't. I couldn't kind of just sink in with the movement. It was a little bit more with my music also. We tried it and it didn't really work. So I decided to go with Christmas, but then I had to use different handles. But it was really weird. But after a while, I got used to them. Like after three trainings, I finally was like, okay, I know how to use these. And Which one do you have at home? Um, I think they're the bow handles, but they're really small and like together. They're okay. kind of set on the actual like basis differently. Yeah, and what were the handles or, or the girth that Christmas had? I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, no worries. I kind of just went with it. Yeah. Well, I just recently discovered I really like the Christina Bow handles. Uh, I had been using the the, the ones from uh, Erwin Schütte, a German guy. Alice Vario, it's the name. Yeah. And, and they're, they're quite common. But I think more people are starting to use, and, and the high claws are using uh, the Christina Bu handles. And I really like them because they were a little bit uh, rounder. So you can like stand better in them and do better handstands in them because you can lean. And not get as many bruises. Ah, I have not been thinking about it because I have just used my mine on a on a walk a horse and walk. So <laughs> at the moment I don't have at the moment I don't have so good horse material that works quite that works in canter clauses. It's just a four year old um, um, lady horse. I <laughs> just forgot the word. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. We purchased a new sir single because um, the one that we have kind of on its deathbed it's really old (laughs) it's really old I think we bought it off another coach and it's probably seven years old just with us and then it was used before that so it's kind of it's like the leather starting to crack and so we decided to purchase a new one and we got the Christina bow handles awesome and I vaulted with them yesterday and they were super nice I like them (laughs) Yeah, I just discovered, I just thought about another problem I had. I have, I have like three wooden horses or yeah, it's not three wooden horses, but one wooden horse, one, one simulator and one um, air horse. And yeah, of course I have the the other handles on it. So now I don't have Christina Boo handles on them. So I have to change them too in the future. I don't yeah. have to, but, but yeah, 
It depends on, yeah. Depends on how good economy someone has. I mean, it, faulty yeah. stuff costs a lot of money. So, yeah. It really does. And about that, um, do you still go to school or do you work or study or what do you do? Well, so I'm on summer break right now. Yeah, awesome. I be, Yeah, and then also with COVID, it was all Zoom. So I haven't been in person to school since 20, the beginning of 2020. So like January, February. And that was my freshman year and I'm going into my junior year now, but I'm switching to online so I can come to Europe and train more and then also wow. just have more time to compete and train and not have to worry about missing school and missing tests. And then also my dad's a pilot, so he's going to be traveling a lot. So I'm going to also go on a lot of his trips. Is he a pilot I for passenger planes or? Yes, he's yeah. a pilot for United. Okay, yeah. Well, you're getting a lot of benefits then. That's nice. <laughs> exactly. That's what we can fly all the time. And so that way with being online in school, I can just go and travel around, go to new places, meet more people. And I'm totally with you. Um, that is something that I think is really great, That an outcome from COVID that we are starting to get better with um, online classes and stuff. Uh, I'm I'm a person who I, I need to move and and I have a hard time sitting a lot and and getting hard for me to concentrate if I sit like a very long time and if I just should listen to somebody so for me it's nice to have like online classes because then you can just pop in your earbuds and then you can still listen while you do something else and yeah. exactly and you can work at your own pace there's no yes. rushing and no and if you're, like, not ready for a test or anything, you can wait a minute and study a little bit more, which is Well, really if nice. you even have that, that is that is very luxury. <laughs> yeah, so the, I think how it works is they have recommended due dates, but they're, like, not actual due mm -hmm. dates for all your work. So you can take it at your own pace. Wow. That seems very yeah, cool. Yeah, that's what I've heard from some of my friends that have taken yeah. online classes at the school. So, so you're in high school then? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. You know, the thing with the freshmen and, and, and stuff that, that, that is something that it's a different system in all the countries here in Europe as well. So, yeah, <laughs> but um, I, I just thought if I remembered it right, because they, don't they say like freshman year at the, co at college too? Yes. Yeah. See, so that's why got me tangled up a little but then I'm with you do you have any plans for the future when you're done with high school um I think I'm gonna become a pilot uh-huh so I'm working on my private pilot's license like I'm just starting mm -hmm. and so hopefully I can go to college and then become a pilot and then also I would like to continue vaulting through college depending where I go to college if there's a team nearby well, I guess you're just going to choose the college according to the vaulting club. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or just like a college that just does online training. <laughs> so you just have to travel there for like practical stuff. Like, yeah. I don't know, flight simulation or something. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe I can come to Europe for college. Yeah, that would be awesome too. Yeah. Well, I think we have great universities in Europe, so yeah. Yeah, you guys definitely do. Well, I don't know if they have the pilot uh, education at university. I, I'm not sure about that. If it's just like, um, if it's just an education exactly for that work. Yeah. Well, with getting your flying license, you don't go to college for it. Mm-hmm. And do it aside from school. Okay. So then you kind of just go to college to get to get whatever degree and then mm, yeah yeah so just like okay I can study three more languages or something so I can talk to the people <laughs> yeah. please take your seats exactly. <laughs> we're landing now take on your seatbelts <laughs> yeah. oh yeah exactly. well that means that your dad is away a lot from home um yes not really with covid because the flying has slowed down significantly <laughs> no you don't say <laughs> it's just joking <laughs> so yeah but like when i was younger yeah he flew a lot well did he was it just like free from work then i'm just curious now <laughs> 
Kind of. Um, so he would fly, but there weren't many flights. So they kind of just gave them time off, yeah. I guess. But so United did something where they didn't furlough anybody. Yeah. So they were on and everybody just kind of divided up the flying. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Well, good for him. He was free. He could be at home. <laughs> exactly. That's... Then we then he decided to start teaching us all how to fly and he started surfing again. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So you have an active family. You're moving and uh, training and sporting. Yeah. yeah. We all go in our own directions. Like my mom and I, we ride. My sister goes to college at UCLA and mm-hmm. then she also vaults sometimes. And then my brother surfs, goes to school. He used to wrestle in high school. He just graduated. And then my dad flies and surfs and works on the farm. <laughs> oh, nice. And what do you do else with your horses? Because you said you have more than vaulting horses. Yes, yeah, so we just ride them in trail ride and have fun with them. Ah, nice, yeah. nice. Well, you t- told me a little bit early that you were impressed about meeting like your idols and um, people you like on the competition. Who are your idols in vaulting? Well, I definitely, the French team for sure, like everybody that vaults in France, they just have such an amazing style of vaulting. Yeah. Like Lambert, Quinn, Teo, uh, Mano, and Lambert for sure, and Jacques. They're all incredible vaulters. And then pretty much all of the top vaulters are just insanely good. What is your goal in vaulting? What what do you where 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 do you see yourself in the future? What what do you want to accomplish? Well, hopefully I can continue. I would love to podium at one of the championships. That's mm-hmm. like the absolute goal. But honestly it's just to have fun and to not put too much pressure and just live in the moment with it and have a blast <laughs> we'll see where you get right exactly yeah i think that's for me too but it's also i'm already 32 years and um i don't want to as you said with like putting too much pressure on my body because i don't know how much i'm capable of because i've never trained that much in my life as i do now <laughs> i was like yeah. a couch potato before i started vaulting so it's like yeah. a super um lifestyle change and it's easy to get lost on the way because you like forget where you were in the beginning so it's it's important to think about that too and as you said we were like overtraining a lot with the gymnastics and don't forget why you stopped doing it maybe because you yeah you you thought it was too much so it's yeah it's important to listen to your body and uh, think about the social social life too so. Exactly. That's why if I ever feel overwhelmed with vaulting, I try to just take a day or two to like take it in and to remember why I do it. And then the next mm-hmm. practice, I'm happy again and just having fun. I try not to have a negative mindset in any of my practices because I feel that if I am just not happy while I'm vaulting, I'm not as soft on the horse and I don't want to ever do anything hard on my horse. So he hates like vaulting and then also just keeping a good atmosphere. So you're like horse person first. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's honestly all about the horse. There's, mm-hmm. I would not, I don't, if he's sore, he needs a day off. If anything, it's never worth pushing him. Because I know if I don't want to push my body, then you shouldn't push the horse. Mm. Yeah. And if you want to push yourself a little bit more, you can still go to the barrel. <laughs> exactly. I mean, or you can take it out doing some workouts. Yeah, yeah. Just do like some handstand push-ups on the barrel and you're like dead. If you even exactly. can do that. I mean, I can't do that. But <laughs> I don't think I can do it either. <laughs> well, there are guys doing it. I know it. Especially guys. <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely not that strong. No, no, me neither. But I'm happy that I'm strong as I am already. So, I mean... I've not been that strong, so... And um, where do you get your inspiration from when you're doing your um, freestyle or choosing music and, yeah, and your sport? Well, my music was kind of all over the place this year. So (laughs) I started out with, I really wanted to do, like, some kind of, like, transition into, like, heaven. So we, like, it started out as a car accident with, like, an ambulance and stuff. So that was, like, the first one. And then I decided I didn't like that for a junior freestyle. It was a little bit too heavy. (laughs) No, (laughs) you should do whatever you want to. (laughs) It 
it was a little bit heavy and I felt like I wasn't vaulting it again. I like like happy vaulting. So it <laughs> yeah. was a little bit it was a little bit much. And then it changed into like the theme of 2020. So I did like news reports about like the fires in Australia and then like California fires, COVID, the um like Black Lives Matter movement. And then I just decided I didn't like it after I went because I do the shopping for like my unitard. So we couldn't find anything to really match it. So then I was like, mm, we're going to scratch that. So we were driving home from LA and I was just going through random orchestras and I found one. I was like, why don't we do some kind of soccer theme? And that's uh-huh. where we... Interesting. Yeah. And so then we went, we got the music composer. We're like, we really like this. And that's how uh-huh. that started. And then I just vault with the music and have fun with it. So football theme or soccer Theme. Stalker. Stalker. Like, oh, stalker. stalker. Sorry. Yeah. I thought you said soccer. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> well, yeah. I have seen that too, but, but I mean, you can do whatever you want to. Stalker. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's deep. Yeah. So it was a little bit deep, but it was fun because yeah. I got to really like move around the horse and like kind of be jumpy more and have more fun with it. Well, it does make a sense since the horse is running. So. If you are stalked, you're trying to run away. <laughs> exactly. So it was definitely, I really liked it. Or were you the stalker? Or was it like both? No, I think I was, we never really figured it out, but we kind of just played it that I was like being chased by something through the streets of London because uh-huh. like the clock struck midnight at the beginning of my music. Yeah. So I have like a clock on the back of my unitard. Ah, yeah, and, yeah. Well, yeah, so it was like at midnight I'm being chased through like the streets and woods of London and there's like howling and crickets and <laughs> it's kind of all, it's cool, but it's a little like everywhere. It kind of creates its own theme, I guess. Well, do you think there are any themes that you would like to see in vaulting that has not been, have not been there until yet? I don't know. I think I've seen pretty much everything. It's, <laughs> it, it's hard to come up with themes now because everybody's oh, yeah. done a little bit of it. Yeah, yeah, of course. I agree with you. I think the best thing is still to try to find out what kind of person are you and what do you want to show. Um, yeah. My trainer wants to get me something red. I really don't like red because it's such an energetic color and I'm a very energetic person so every time I get dressed in red I'm like over energetic and it's like <laughs> now it's just too much of me I need to calm down <laughs> so, yeah yeah well but probably like dark red maybe someday we'll see <laughs> I like red I like looking at red it's a very pretty color for vaulters yeah yeah I I, I, I think so too yeah The Danish girls have a lot of red too, just a little bit lighter red, but but yeah. it, it, they look really pretty in it. They're yeah. the the country flag color. And um, so you you said you started vaulting actually only three years ago. Yes. Yeah. How was that for you? I it kind of. I mean, I grew up riding, so it was, I was used to riding, and then I actually came back for pair. My sister and I were going to do a pair, yeah. uh, a junior pair, and because it's like her dream to go to junior worlds, and mm-hmm. so I came back for that because I was already burnt out of gymnastics, and so then I kind of just started vaulting a little bit, and I think I trained for like four months and then started competing, Wow. and we just um, bought Rotario, so he... It was also kind of a learning experience for both of us. And then we just continued vaulting. I vaulted at a lower, so it's copper, so it's one star. So I did like children's one star. Mm-hmm. And so I just felt really comfortable on the horse and all my gymnastics training just really helped. And so it was pretty simple for me to learn how to do it other than the technical stuff. And then we had a friend come over from Austria. Mm-hmm. So we used to do where people would come over from like Germany and Austria and as like an internship to coach us. And so she wow. came over and coached me. And ah, awesome. Yeah. And so then we went to the national championship in the U.S. and I ended up winning the class, which was super cool. I think that is so awesome to hear that 
I mean, okay, obviously you had been in touch with horses before and you had been riding, so you know about the gait and the, the feeling of the motion. But, yeah. I mean, that, okay, not thinking so much about that fact, but only, like in c- citation marks, only being a, vault, uh, um, a gymnast and starting vaulting, that just shows how important gymnastics is. And I, I feel that vaulting should be... I mean, a lot of people do it already, but I think um, on the low levels, you should be putting more time on learning basic gymnastics because they are so fundamental for vaulting. Um, and, and sometimes I miss in like vaulting schools, um, um, like a plan. You start here and you need to do this and this and this before you can do this. Like uh, if you want to learn a, um, a backhand spring, you need to do some certain exercises before you are even allowed to jump into the backhand spring. And that is about safety and that is about learning the technique right from the beginning. And I think sometimes we forget about that involving because we are then more thinking about as a horse sport. Yeah, for sure. And also it's super important to learn the body control and everything before you take anything to the horse because again you don't want to make the horse sore or any of that yeah really is and it's so funny because i started a vaulting group with only my simulator in the beginning because i didn't have a horse and i had people saying to me you can't do that they were will not be interested in in just uh, learning vaulting on a mechanic horse because they were like, well, it's so much about the horse and the children and it was about the children. Now it's not about the children, it's about grown-ups too. But in, at that point yeah. it was about children. It was like, well, they were not going to do it because it's not a real horse. And at the moment I have a girl, she likes training more on the simulator than on the horse because she feels that she gets more time spending on yeah. my cantering horse than on my wooden horse. And I really do agree with her on that. Uh, but I also, uh, for me, it, the horse is very important um, about the safety and, and the, um, the well-being for the horse. So I just think it is awesome to have a, um, a simulator because then the kids can, like you said, bump into that simulator without hurting a real horse. And then they I can correct them and then they can take that with them to the horse. And exactly. I've seen that it's, it's like like a little trend starting that more people um, do less on the horse. So, for example, yeah. they're only doing stuff in canter. I, I know a club in Germany who does it. They do only stuff in canter, almost only. And the rest they do actually on the wooden horse. They don't have a simulator. That is even more impressive in my eyes. But they do a yeah. lot of groundwork uh, and, and wooden horse work. And, I mean, I think that, well, if they do this, I can do this with a simulator and still have people who yeah. want to put down 70-80% of their time on not being on a horse. Because that will save the horse and make it in a better condition to do his or her job uh, exactly. when we need it. Yeah, and then there will also it won't be as necessary as many off days for the horse to recover from extreme trainings. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, then it's sometimes I think for the horse it's better to put down some good dressage work with a good dressage rider so they can have enough muscle to carry themselves then of course you need time to to make the horse be comfortable with the movements and and that but it's also if they are stronger they can carry better and uh yeah yeah. yes it's yeah gymnastics just saying do it (laughs) i definitely i mean i was doing the full-blown entire way but just overall body control and conditioning and training and learning everything. Um, there are some things in vaulting, like some exercises, as you said, that are quite technical. De- technical. Do you think they were easier for you to learn because you could do gymnastics to, to like break down the techniques? Or do you still think it's like it's just as hard to learn as to learn a new gymnastics skill? I mean, I a lot of vaulting is very similar to gymnastics, so I would try to put it in my mind as, oh, like, swinging to handstand is like a cast to handstand on a bar. You kind of have to use the same movements to figure it out. So I tried to relate it, and then I would, like, learn the technique and study it and figure out how to do it. And then definitely my scores were not super high, but also that came with levels and training more and understanding more, and then also... 
I was younger. I think I was 13, 12 or 13 at the time that I started. So I was um, just learning and training. And then now I definitely, I've had coaching, a lot more coaching. I mean, I don't have a full-time coach at all. Um, so it's learning videos and watching and trying to figure it out. Wow, that is so impressive, really, because I have seen your level of vaulting and that it's, it is not a little. So, I mean, doing most of the work by yourself, that is really, really impressive. And yeah. how do you have your trainers? Is it video training or do you have trainers to come to you? Well, so in 2018 was when Felicitas came over. She um, coached me. She's the girl from Austria. Yeah. And she coached for, th for three months. And then we had another German girl come over and coach me in December for two months. And yeah. then after that, I haven't really had a coach. Um, wow. I flew to Christoph Lensing for a while, but yeah. it would be in total like six hours of traveling for a day or two in oh, Colorado. Yeah. And it was too expensive to continue in too much of a strain because at the time I wasn't allowed to fly by myself because I was too young. Yeah. So he coached me just a little bit. And then once COVID happened, there was not really any training. And then I hurt my shoulder. So I had to take a long time off. And then I came back to vaulting, kind of just had fun with it. And then I decided that I wanted to try for juniors this year. Mm. And then... I didn't really have a coach. That was the biggest problem. Yeah. Um, I worked with Jacques just a little bit. Um, yeah. He, we did just Zoom trainings on the barrel. Well, that's not just, just, it's very good. I mean, it's, you can accomplish a lot on like only video training. Yeah, it's, I'm, COVID had their, <laughs> it was terrible, but at the same time, there were a few outcomes that, like, yeah. us learning about Zoom and Zoom trainings yeah. and... Yeah, I mean, I can tell you, even before COVID, uh, since there is no uh, vaulting trainer in that I, I can use in my, um, in my geographic, um, near me, my direction, uh, my trainer and I, we live, um, would be... Three hours, a little bit more apart from each other, and we basically only train online. I have trained yeah. three times with her uh, in real life, and that since two years. And wow. we train almost, uh, at the moment, at least every second week um, together. I mean, of course, it you, you the trainer needs to be have a very good eye, because... Um, if you only see from one side, you need to be able to uh, imagine how the person looks from the other side. Uh, luckily, she is also a phys physiotherapist, so she has like a great understanding of the human body. Uh, so, so she's really, really good and just seeing from like the side and she can imagine how it looks from the front. Uh, and she came to me uh, last week for the first time to me to train with me at home at my facility before we had been training twice at another place with only a wooden horse but now she was at my place with with a simulator and the the good thing is that i really thought wow is that she said well uh, everything that we done now is as i imagined it to be so she could imagine uh from all the video trainings that okay uh, i think this and this and this is her level so she came and was like yeah it was like this, like I expected it. So when you have a really good trainer on video, you can accomplish like a lot. I mean, of course, it's harder uh, when it comes to different parts of the world because of the time change. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm one of the first who signs under that video coaching is really great and underestimated. Yeah. And it's really nice because, I mean. All the coaches, I don't have a coach nearby. They're all really far away. So, yeah. um, like, Carolyn Bland is eight hours from where I live oh, driving. Yeah. And then to fly, it'd be, like, five hours of traveling. And then Kristoff yeah. was in Colorado. Now he's in Georgia. But that was also a really long flight. And those are pretty much the only two, like, super good coaches in the U.S. So, yeah. other than that, it's Europe. But, I mean, that's also really far. So, Zoom has made a complete different change in... Yeah. I really like it, though. It's a fun way of training. It's kind of difficult with making freestyles, though. 
Well, depends on uh, which trainer you have. I have even doing double freestyle on the video with another trainer from Austria. So <laughs> crazy yeah. chicks, you know? <laughs> yeah, because yeah, Jacques helped um, create my freestyle. So he would like try to explain how to do something. And he like would want me to move in a certain way. And I was like, I don't really, you know, he's so creative and I just couldn't figure it out. So it was a little bit rough, but we figured it out eventually. <laughs> Okay, I, I'm really with you on that, of course. Uh, I, I have been through that several times with my trainer, too. <laughs> She's like, I think this and this and this. And like, what do you mean? Where should I put my hand? In this way, it seems so weird. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm like, no, that's backwards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Although the funny thing is my trainer almost never shows me how um, how she wants me to, to move. Uh, so she has really had to work on how to say things and yeah. um and i have worked on how to understand her so this like has been a part of communication as well i mean through two years you get to know each other quite well so but but yeah you yeah. need to write per people at the right spot of course yeah for sure <laughs> and uh yeah what do you like most about vaulting the trust between your lunger and horse i think oh. and also I'm very, I like to fall off. It sounds really bad. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, it doesn't scare me to fall off. Yeah. So I just love trying new moves. It's like, I'll do it once or twice. And I'll be like, this is so much fun to do. <laughs> That's kind of my mindset of, I just love having the trust in the horse, knowing that they'll be like, okay. And underneath you when you come down and then also just, I'm fine with falling off. So trying new moves is definitely another big yeah well i think um if you had a if you, if you have a good falling technique and you know where you are going uh falling is not a big issue i mean of course you should always be careful how you fall but if you have a good fall technique and you know where to go yeah you know i had like um i was in germany and tried out a horse for the cvi in sweden and uh, i was falling off because my body went to the other side instead of where i was supposed to go and the funny thing is that I looked at the video afterwards. I was like smiling when I was about to fall. I was like, what is this? So I do enjoy falling. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, it's a lot of vaulters. I feel like get really mad about falling, like yeah. in competitions and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I fell off a bunch in competition. <laughs> and honestly, my worst falls like ever have been in the competition, like the... Uh -huh. Right. In Utah, at that competition, my horse spooked during a cartwheel, and it just like flung me backwards, and I like flew off to the other side. But I landed on my feet, so it was all. Oh good. man, that's good. <laughs> but yeah, and then every time though, I just start cracking up, and like you just see the judges, and they're like, "Is she okay?" <laughs> I was doing um, at one of the last competitions. I was doing a press on butt, and I just slid off and face planted, and I was cracking up because how. I don't even know how I fell off. Yeah. But I mean, it was kind of very funny. I mean, like, I'm so yeah. sorry. And I'm just like laughing. I'm like, it's fine. I mean, <laughs> of course, I don't want to fall off in a competition, but it's kind of funny. I, I mean, of course, um, you feel if there is anything wrong quite immediately. So when you're not laughing, everybody knows you're not okay. So. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I was, I, I do understand you why you're laughing because it's like making a joke out of yourself. It's like, oh my God, this is so stupid. Why did this happen? Yeah. <laughs> and if you can laugh at yourself, I think you will live longer and have a great time while you're doing, because when you like get agitated about that, I mean, that doesn't help the situation. Yeah. And then it makes it, I feel like if you have more of a positive vibe, like after you fall off, then your horse will be like, you just fell off. Okay, we're going to just continue with the routine. But if you get, like, tense, then your horse is like, ooh, what's going on? That is such a good point. Very wise, very wise. I like yeah. that. Yes. Yeah. Now, um, I didn't get up very well on the competition in, in Sweden. Uh, so I was just, like, laughing at myself when I finally got on the horse. Because, like, I don't even get up on an international competition. <laughs> in the compulsory so I was like so stupid <laughs> and that made like my best compulsories I've ever had on a competition because I did laugh at myself I had a great time and the horse was happy too as you said so. exactly if you're just cracking up yeah. then it's... <laughs> oh, 
I even I even have a picture from like the the seat forward seat the first exercise you know for CBI one star, and I was like looking like a bright smile. I was like, well, look at that picture, right? <laughs> Laughing yeah. at myself. The only thing is sometimes like for my freestyle it was really serious so I'd like try not to laugh. Like, <laughs> okay. Just, like I've been smiling and I'm like I this is not in my music. There should not be a smile. I'm like about to get murdered or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, you need to choose happy music then. <laughs> yeah, I I do like the serious though. It's yeah. fun. I like kind of hopping around the horse. Sorry, one more time. I like um, more of like hopping around the horse, not, I don't like being like in the handles or anything. It really, it ah. freaks me out. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, are you afraid of uh, getting tangled? I don't know. I just don't like the handles. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm so scary. I always hold on to them. It's like every exercise needs to be by the handles. <laughs> yeah. I would rather, like, with the horse spooking, I'd rather be standing than anything else because uh. then I can just, like, go straight down its... In its it movement and just take a jump yeah. to the side and jump off, you mean, or... Exactly, yeah. yeah. Mm. No, handles, because also Ruterio's a little bit spooky. He's really scared of ground squirrels. Are there very many ground squirrels on competitions and in America? I haven't seen any at competitions, but at our <laughs> um, facility, like at my house, we yeah. have a bunch of ground squirrels, and they're just everywhere. And he will just spook, and I'm just gone, and that's why... <laughs> So you have like no chance. I'll be just off the horse, and so I'd rather stand. Most of my practices consist of standing. Hmm. Yeah, that's it's that's good exercise because you get a lot of balance. Well, what is a ground squirrel? Is it a squirrel that doesn't live in the tree? <laughs> no. Yeah, they live in the ground. They like dig a hole and live in the ground. Ah, oh, cool. I need to look that up. <laughs> it, it doesn't seem to me we have them in Europe, so that's why it's interesting. <laughs> For me, is that, yeah, maybe for yeah, the I don't think too. we have many squirrels that live in trees. Like, I'll see them climb up a tree sometimes, okay. there's a lot of holes in the ground. Well, we have, like, two different kinds of the uh, of squirrels, but they live in the trees. And the ones are red, and the other ones are gray. And the gray ones are imported from the U.S., I think. And they're, like, yeah. stronger than the brown-red ones. So they're taking over. Um, so... Like in Austria, I know they have like a fight for that they want to have the brown, red, brown ones because so the 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 art doesn't get the the, the squirrels don't get extinct. This kind of uh, sort of squirrels. So yeah, they're also smaller and tiny, <laughs> cute. <laughs> Love them. <laughs> they're very cute until they spook Rotarian out. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> well, do you have a lot of um competitions outside in the U.S. Not in, like, a riding arena? Um, yeah, almost all the competitions are outdoor. That's really cool, because it's totally different to Europe. Yeah. And how yeah. does that affect your competition ability? I mean, I train outside. I don't have an indoor yeah. arena. Yeah. So, I'm used to it. I always, like, make a cloud, like, for backwards swings. I try to, like, see a cloud, and I'll be like, I want my toes to point towards that cloud when I'm, like, at my highest point. That is awesome. Wow, yeah. cool. Yeah. That's kind of how, or, like, I think of seeing, like, certain things in the sky, mm -hmm. and that's where I, like, want certain, like, my position to be. Mm -hmm. So I try to think of it that way. It's kind of weird going into an indoor arena, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Because then, like, there's a roof there. What if I hit it? <laughs> <laughs> no, you won't, but. Well, that is a issue, actually, for a lot of indoor arenas in, uh, at least in, in the ge geographic area I live, that. Uh, and I think it is almost for a lot of vultures in the rest of the world too, that at first you want to be it in a certain size because you want it to be the meters you want to have for vaulting. Then you want to have a okay footing. So it should be not like very hard, for, especially for yourself when you want to jump off, but of course for the horse too. But then the ceiling, the height, a lot of people use like these water sprinklers and then your um, Lunging line gets whip or not the lunging line the the whip line gets twisted up in it and then maybe the whip sticks there. That's why people use have usually have two lunge uh, lunging whips to competitions because if one gets tangled in the, the ceiling you can't use it. Oh, that makes so much more sense on why I always see like yeah carrying around two whips because we I mean we only have one whip. 
of course, they're expensive to buy, so it's... Yeah, I mean, on the lower classes, usually people don't have two of them, but... But okay, they could break easily as well. But yeah, it's it's not good when they get stuck in the ceiling. You can't just like stop your competition. You need to keep going. So then your helper can just throw in another <laughs> whip. Oh, that makes so much more sense. Yeah, yeah. So they have ceiling heights is a problem, not only for the whips, but also for uh, the teams. If you want to do your freestyle with people on top and you don't have the height of the ceiling. So it's not easy to find good riding arenas, but since our climb is so cold in the winter, you really want to have an arena. Yeah, we kind of just have, in California, we don't have many indoor arenas because it yeah. doesn't get very cold. Yeah. So we kind of just have intermittent trainings between when the arena's too wet. Mm. So it'll be like a week of vaulting and then it'll be like, we can't vault for a week and then... But... Is it too warm? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, well, I, I do understand that. Here it is maybe sometimes the other way around. It's too much snow or too much ice ice on the roads. If you wanna, if you need to go to a riding arena with a car, uh, then you maybe don't want to drive. So we don't do many uh, competitions during winter because you don't want to get stuck into the snow or the trailer and the, the car just go off the road because of the ice or something. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, and also, I mean, then there are a lot of horses who get very spooky when it's windy, and especially yeah. in my area, by the ocean, it's getting very, very windy during fall, so some horses are very spooky. <laughs> yeah, that's what we definitely, it's, we don't live too far from the ocean also, mm -hmm. and so it will, some days we'll look outside and be like, eh, maybe not today. <laughs> work on the barrel instead. Ah, I gotta do the barrel. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And what do you think is important for the training of your vaulting horses? Um, what do you think is good for your vaulting horses to do besides the vaulting? Riding, dressage. Yeah. Training, yeah. And you do so, riding too? Yes. So I actually grew up riding also. Mm. So I, both my mom and I ride. We'll have days where she, like, I ride Rotario mostly, and then she rides Scarlet, our other vaulting horse. Yeah. And to build up their muscles so they're a little bit more coordinated on the circle. Yeah. I guess you get a lot of motion, not all um, exercise and motion, not only from the vaulting, but also riding horses <laughs> because they need yeah. to be exercised. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. And um, about vaulting and exercises, what do you think is like the most uh, hard exercise for you? Like on the horse or? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. I've never thought about it. Okay. I probably forward swings. I had a point where my shoulder would dislocate. A oh lot. no! <laughs> um, I have really flexible shoulders, yeah. so it would dislocate. There were a lot of practice. Actually, there were like two practices. There weren't that many where it'd just be like only forward swings, and it would just I couldn't do it. So I'm definitely working on that, but they're getting significantly better. And then handstands. I am terrible at handstands. Oh, really? You're a gymnast. <laughs> I, even in gymnastics, I cannot. I'm definitely have gotten a lot better, but I can barely do a handstand on the horse. Is it's, it because of the, your shoulders? Shoulders. No, I huh? just am not very good at balancing a handstand. Okay, okay. Well, the the funny thing is, I. I learn. Tried to learn for since 2016. I tried to learn the handstand on the ground, but I really yeah. suck at it. But I can do it in the handles, and I can also do it in the canter, because it's totally different to hold on to something. Exactly. Uh, than to have your hands flat on the ground. I mean, yeah. of course... Then in the handles, I'm not good at it. <laughs> I just not good at handstands in general. Mm. Oh. Well, we have every... Everybody has something there. Have um, There is something you could work on and get better at. <laughs> yeah, and then... Also, I have a lot of fear of back handsprings on things. On things? Okay. On things or off of things. I I would rather do a back tuck or an aerial off the horse uh -huh. than a back handspring. And I still, I can't get past it mentally. Well, I do understand you in some kind of way. Um, Even if I, I, I can't still not do, still not, be, beware, I will be doing it in the future. But um, the back handspring, you need to, uh, to get to the horse's butt or the, the loin. You need to find a place 
to put your hands on. But if you do a back tuck, you just need to take care of yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It just, even a round off, I would rather do a round. I just can't, I can do a back handspring on the ground. I, yeah. I used to do it on a beam sometimes, but I was, as a gymnast, I was dropped on the beam. So now mm. I have a lot of fear of just back handsprings in general. Mm. That's a goal though. I definitely, my like biggest goal is to get it on the horse just mm-hmm. because that's the one thing that really, really scares me. Yeah. Eventually I will hopefully do it. Well, I can tell you there's a Swedish girl, uh, Walter. Uh, her name is Ella Filippa and uh, she uh, had been working on that for a very, very long time too because she was afraid. So maybe look at, at some videos of her. Maybe you get some inspiration because she was also, it was very, very hard for her. She has been very open about talking about that and, and yeah. made a video uh, with her progress from the beginning because she thought it was so scary. So you're not alone on that. Yeah, that's what I've... I talked to Lambert about his back handspring and he's like, it's really not that scary. It's like definitely scary at first, but you just got to do it. And yeah, don't talk with Lambert about that. He has no problems with anything. He's seems like to me. perfect at everything. Yeah. Yeah. I, I heard he had been that all the way when, when he started. He maybe was not good as he is now, but he has like, I think he has not been afraid of anything. So. <laughs> I mean, the sideways back handspring, that's really crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, yeah, I had no words when I saw it. It's like, okay, yeah, yeah, you do that. It's, I'm like, whoa. That's, <laughs> I thought the normal back answering was hard. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh my god, no. I'm definitely not going to do that. <laughs> no, I probably, it would take me a long time to yeah. ever even figure out how to attempt the sideways one into the down and up. I guess there are so many issues, I don't know even where to start. I mean, so many things you need to figure out before you're able to even try. Yeah. Even the normal one, it's just... Yeah. It's crazy, I don't understand how people can just be like... (laughs) (laughs) I do understand you, I think it's so freaking crazy, and I just started to work with it more, like, um, focused. Like, more, now I'm gonna do this and this and this exercise to try to get into it. I just did it last week, last weekend, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I posted it on my Instagram story there where I was like doing a jump back and I collapsed with my legs over my face, so my neck was like, not crushed, but it was like uh, bruised, it, it was uh, sprained, I got a sprained neck, <laughs> the physiotherapist said it was a sprained neck, I was like, yeah, okay, good, I'm just gonna go home and take some painkillers and then we'll be nice again. <laughs> Yeah, that's the way to go. Yeah. About the handstand, I actually found one key that helped me a lot to being able to do it in motion on the horse, and that is taking out the motion in the shoulders. Yeah. I don't know if that is something you you have tried with. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of can hold it for four strides, like Ah. backwards on the handles. Backwards? Oh my god, that is... Okay, I'm not gonna tell you anything about the handstand. You can handstand, girl. (laughs) That was also... I found out how to do it because I was trying to do a back bend. Yeah. And it was like the kick over into the back bend. Into the bridge, yeah. And so I ended up, to stop myself, I would hold the handstand. And that's the only time I've ever been able to hold a handstand. Well, that is how my uh, trainer actually... not, Not with the bridge, I'm doing a roll afterward. But that's the way yeah. she ta- teached me how to do a handstand just to get started to do a handstand on the handles because she gave me a different exercise. She gave me an exercise I needed to focus on the next one and then it's like, oops, yeah. I'm in the handstand. So yeah, you're totally right about that. Did you manage to do the back bend? Uh, I tried it. It kind of worked. Didn't really like it. It hurt my back a little bit. Oh, yeah. So. It was like a little bit too bendy for me and I'd rather just do something else. And also it wasn't the highest DOD Yeah. and there yeah. would probably be a lot of deductions on it. Yeah. So That's good. You should do smart decisions, both for your body, your horse and, and, and your future. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And then also I've been trying the like tech roll, but you go into handstand first and then roll. Yeah. And so like on the back and that's another way I can kind of hold the handstand because I'm scared of the rolling part. <laughs> I'm not sure why it only works when I'm scared of doing something else yeah well I think for me at least it's with the backhand spring the, the thing that you don't see what's in behind you yeah like just that feeling that it doesn't feel comfortable because I, I know it's clear behind me if I do it like if in the gym 
uh, on an air track. But still, I don't see. I don't have eyes in my back. Exactly. That, I think what scares me the most is, like, having a hard fall. Because uh-huh. that's, like, usually I fall from standing or fall from a handstand or, yeah. like, kind of just, like, fling off. But, and then also coming down on my horse, that's what I'm also yeah. really scared of. Because I don't want to, like, body slam him or do any of that, so. Of course. Of course. Because yeah. I've done it on the movie a few mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. And it, like, I was really scared of doing it, but then I did it and I was like, oh, that wasn't that bad. And mm-hmm. I came home and I was like, I'm going to do it on the horse. So it never <laughs> happened. Well, it's still a work in progress, though. Did, it will yeah. happen. Did you feel that you were falling hard um, on the movie? No, no. It just... I am pretty controlled at backhand springs from gymnastics, but I just really don't want to come down mm. hard. Yeah. If you have any questions or ideas for new episodes of this pod, please don't hesitate to get in touch with us through Instagram, where the name is The Vaulting Blog, or by email, which is thevaultingblog at gmail.com.